It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. This is Susan Wingate. I'm your host for Dialogue, and I am just ecstatic about um, my guest. Um, she's a friend, but she's also an amazing author. Her name is Nicole J. Person, and she will be uh, joining us in just like a minute. Um, I just wanted to let everybody know, uh, as I've been saying, every show I've got a free books page, so you can go there and get free books every single day of the month, and they're for ebooks, so and through uh, Kindle for your Kindle uh, through Amazon. So um, jump over there and see what's free today. Um, and again, you can find me at www.susanwingate.com. And here on Dialogue, you can contact me, but you can also contact me through my uh, website. Um, sign up for my newsletter; it would be awesome. You'll get lots of writing tips and book reviews, and you know, just a. Uh, uh, personal stuff that's going in, on in my life, and um, I promise not to sell always to you and uh, push my my stuff because that gets annoying. I know. Um, you can find me on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn and Google Plus and all those social sites, and all my books are on Amazon and all major um, book distributors online. So uh, thanks for uh, listening in today. Again, my guest, she's an award-winning author. Her name is Nicole J. Person. Uh, you can find Nicole at www.nicolejpersun.com. And um, her professional writing career began when she was 16 years old after a book trope and the independent publisher in Seattle accepted her first novel. It, and that novel was a young adult a young adult epic fantasy named, and that title is the King, A Kingdom's Possession. I'm just all over the place today. Later, it went on to be a finalist for uh, Forwards Reviews 2011 Book of the Year Award, as well as an Amazon bestseller, and it's fabulous. It's a great book. Nicole's second novel, an adult epic fantasy titled Dead of Night, recently won first place in Forward Magazine's 2013 Book of the Year Award competition, and that is a lofty award. Both of those are anything through Forward um, Magazine and Forward Reviews is uh, the best of the best. And um, and also, uh, Dead of Night it went to be uh, an Amazon bestseller as well. And aside from um, fantasy novels, Nicole Persson enjoys writing short stories and flash fiction in all genres. Her poetry has been published in a handful of literary magazines, and she just completed a work of creative nonfiction about her father, Terry Persson, who is also uh, an award-winning author and Amazon bestseller. So um, will you please... Help me uh, join, join Nicole Persson. Nicole, I'm blobbering today. I don't know what's going on. How are you? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I'm kind of, I'm kind of a blithering idiot, I think, today. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) So you are just amazing. I, I, uh, your father and I talk often and, um, 
we're both in awe of um, how, for one, prolific you are, and at such um, a young age, a comparatively young age. Um, um, they say that uh, the average age for an author to be published is around 45, 50 years old, and yours was you're 16 when you first got yours, your first book published. Wow. I yeah, mean, I didn't amazing. realize. I didn't realize the average was in your 40s. That's crazy. Well, it's like, yeah, it's like closer. I mean, I heard once that it was like 52, but I think that's changing and it kind of, you know, shifts and everything. So what, what, what started it all? Oh, man. Well, um, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to answer that question. I mean, I could go back to when I was a kid and um, obviously my dad is also a writer and my mom is an avid reader. So I grew up around books um, and, you know, people who just love stories and love to read. Um, and that was always a really big thing when I was growing up. And um, I think it's probably my dad's fault ultimately <laughs> because um, instead of, well, I mean, we used to read bedtime stories when I was a kid, um, but we would also make up bedtime stories. So even when I was really, really little, we were making up stories together. Um, and I think just having having that um, that creative spark nurtured from um, from a really young age really, I think, spurred me into um, at least some sort of creative career. And then when I was um when I was 13, I started really seriously writing, but I didn't tell my dad cuz I was kind of embarrassed. Um and um I was about halfway through a novel before I realized that I really didn't know what I was doing. Um and so I asked for his help and the rest is history, I guess. Um so that was kind of what what spurred me into um writing as a career rather than just a hobby well you know that that is that is such a a a great thing to um talk about your dad that way that he was the cause of your success that's really awesome and your mother as well of course um uh, I'm speaking with I'm speaking with Nicole J. Person. You can find her at www.nicolejperson.com, and her last name is spelled P-E-R-S-U-N. Um, so, uh, and your mom is an avid reader, like you said. Does she read your books for you? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure she has read both of the published ones, and I passed her. She really likes reading my poetry, so I'll send that to her. Um, more often than anything else. Um, so yeah, I mean they're both they're both very supportive, and I do I do like to credit them with um, just my sense of um, you know determination and perseverance, and um, they've always been very encouraging and supportive. Uh, but you know they also they also know that. Um, you know, it takes a lot of work and, and, um, you know, my dad can only help me so much with my writing and he can only introduce me to so many of the right people in the business. Uh, but the rest is really up to me. So I still have to sit down every day and, and work on my writing and I still have to study and, um, all of that, but it is, 
I mean, it makes all the difference to have parents who are very supportive. So I feel very lucky. And and you do, I, I like that you said that you have to study. I think even um, people that have been doing this for, you know, 20, 40 years um, still like to sit down with something that gives them uh, a little guidance, and it, whether that's in craft or whether that's in, you know, marketing or whatever. But um, let's talk about your studies. Um, let's talk about what you do now, but also what your studies have been of late. Sure. Um, so I am just on the verge of getting my uh, master's in fine arts and creative writing. So I have a lot of um, formal writing studies under my belt. Um, but, you know, I think, I mean, you mentioned having having writing as being kind of a lifelong study. And I really believe in that. I think, oh, I think it was Hemingway who said something along the lines of, um, like, you know, we are all um, novices in a profession where there are no masters or something like that. I'm sure I butchered the butchered the quote, but it's something along those lines where really writing is a lifelong process of learning. And, um, you know, you learn through the fiction that you read and you learn through the craft books that you read. Um, and I, I've had incredible, incredible instructors at my master's program um, but it really is, I think it's a lifelong thing. And, you know, I always tell people um, attending conferences and that sort of thing, um, you can go to a class on character development 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, 50 times, 100 times, and no matter what, whoever the instructor is, you're always going to learn something new about how to write character. Um, and I think that's true for all the different elements of of writing fiction. Um, there are just so many ways to approach it. Uh, so it's, I, I'm always learning and I enjoy it. So of course I'm going to be, you know, reading articles and fiction and taking notes and all of that. It's something that I do naturally. Yeah. And, and, um, you're right. Every time you hear somebody else explain character development, they have their own spin on it. So you're going to hear one little thing that you didn't hear or learn from a book that you even read, you know, on character Absolutely. development. Or it's it's wonderful to keep um, that uh, that you know resource, those learning uh, craft and uh, resources right next to you at all times. Um, so. Other than your father and your mother being so influential in your life, who would you say has been one of your biggest influences? And that can be somebody that you know or somebody that you don't know. Oh, wow. That's a hard, <laughs> that's a hard question. Um, there are a ton of writers that I really, really admire. I think um, one of my favorite writers who I always mention whenever anybody asks me um, is Lily Tuck. She's a literary fiction writer, and she was kind of my first introduction into the literary world um, as far as writing literary fiction and realism and that kind of thing. Um, I had been reading a lot of science fiction and fantasy and other kinds of genre fiction, but um, she was my first introduction into just a completely other realm when it comes to writing and um, really got me more excited about the line by line things that you can do as a writer. 
Um, so she's one. And then, um, wow, I would I would definitely say uh, Wayne Ood. He's the um, program director of my master's program. And I met him um, at the Pacific Northwest Writers Association conference when I was um, – 15. It was my first conference, and his class was one of the first classes I attended. And um, I still remember it was uh, subplots in Pride and Prejudice was his class. And I was a 15-year-old, and I had never read Pride and Prejudice. And I came out of that class, like, so enthusiastic and so empowered and so excited about writing. And so I always give Wayne partial credit to just my realization that like, I really am a writer. If I can sit, sit in a, in a class for, you know, 90 minutes and listen to a discussion on subplots uh, of a classic book that I've never read, if I can get excited about that, I'm definitely a writer. (laughs) So um, I would say he's one. And then, um, the third one that comes to mind at this moment, oh, there's so many, um, but also uh, Pam Binder. She's the president of the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. Um, and she, um, you know, just her enthusiasm and all the hard work that she puts into that organization and the conference um, and all of that is just um, amazing, and she's a wealth of knowledge. And um, like I said, I attended the first conference when I was uh, 15, and I've been going ever since. Um, and have just always, always loved interacting with her, and just her sense of community when it comes to being a writer. I think is really important, especially because it's a very lonely thing. I mean, you sit you sit in a room and you write and you're not really interacting with anyone else. Um, and that, that community, the writing community is really important for all writers. So those are yeah. the three that come to mind. I could go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all can. There's so many amazing authors out there and, and just, mm-hmm. um, you know, mentors and, but um, about Pam, she is incredible. She's also an incredible author. So and that, that oh, absolutely. Is, and so she's spending tons of time, not just um, you know working and doing all that organization for the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, which is coming up pretty quick here um, at the end of July. But she's also pumping out novels, and you know that yeah. that to me is an incredible feat in and of itself. That she's got this basically full time, probably fifty, sixty hour a week business that she's running and she's writing novels um she is an inspiration um (laughs) so let's talk about the pacific northwest writers association and let's talk about how you moved in what your your activities there you went as a conference attendee and now yeah so um i now i'm a board member which is pretty cool i um i think my my dad took me to my first conference, um, and I believe he was on the board at the time, so he was and had been going um, as an attendee for quite a while, um, and so he was very involved with the conference, and that was, I found out later, I didn't know it at the time, but he told me later that that was kind of my test, like, if I 
enjoyed this big writers conference, um, then, you know, I was really serious about the writing thing. Cause I had a lot of hobbies when I was a kid. So I think he was kind of testing me to see if I was really serious. Um, and yeah, I went as an attendee and that first year I also was a volunteer and that was, I mean, I volunteer for them. I do volunteer duties with them. Um, even as a board member now, um, it's probably, well, it's much more work now, but um, it's so valuable to be a volunteer because you're in front of people and you're interacting with the agents and the editors and the speakers. Um, and as someone who is fairly introverted, it's really, really great um, to kind of be pushed to, um, you know, get yourself out there and be really involved in the conference. So that's what I did my first year. And then um, I was a literary contest judge um, the, a few years after that, after I had been published. Um, and then I also um, eventually asked to be on the board. Uh, and I started out as um, their student liaison. Um, and I still act as that um, during the conference as well. So I'm there for all the young writers. And I can help them find classes um, and advocate for them and help with the Young Writers Day and any student benefits that we have, that sort of thing. Um, and so I really enjoy, um, you know, helping the writers who are, who are like me, who are young and just jumping into the writing world. And, um, you know, I know firsthand how intimidating it can be. So I'm there to... Um, bridge that gap and help them get out and learn some things and meet some people. And then, um, oh, I also run the social media for the Pacific Northwest Writers Association. So if people are on Facebook or Twitter and they interact with the PNWA, um, it's me behind the, behind the PNWA handle, which is really fun because it's just another way that I can interact with our members and talk to prospective new members and that kind of thing. So I'm very involved. I, I'm very loyal to this conference. It really helped me grow as a writer and I love, love, love going. So I'm really excited. And you're also a, a, a workshop and a, a presenter and a, and a lecturer and a keynote uh, uh, presenter as well at other, at, at this conference as well as other conferences. Do you want to talk about where you, your next appearance? Sure. Um, yeah, so I also do speaking events. Um, I've been a keynote at um, a Young Writers Conference in Bellingham um, that actually just happened this past weekend. Um, they asked me to come back and teach another class with them. It's the Write On Conference for Young Writers. I highly recommend it. Um, and yeah, I also keynoted at, um, one of Whidbey Island's, um, conferences a few years ago, and my upcoming event is, uh, the PNWA now, um, that's coming up at the end of July, as you said, um, but I'll also be at the Rivers of Ink conference later, I believe that's in October, so, um, and then smaller ones along the way with writers groups and that sort of thing. Um, I really enjoy talking to writers um, of all experience levels and, 
you know, I get to talk about writing, which is super fun because I love writing. So um, I enjoy myself a lot when I do speaking events. <laughs> yeah. So I try and to so, as many as possible. And you're so eloquent and you're so good at it. I saw you at the Woodby Island Writers Association. Oh, it was just spectacular. I almost I got Terry. <laughs> your, your dad looked at me like, don't do it. <laughs> it was really, I mean, it, it's, just, it's just great to see you uh, blossom in this um, career and, um, and your spectacular writer, um, and that's obvious oh, from all you. the awards you're pulling down and your bestseller status and all that. I'm speaking with Nicole J. Persun, P-E-R-S-U-N, and you can find Nicole at www.nicolejperson.com and um, you, your website is absolutely fabulous. I love this website. I've been playing around in it, just looking and enjoying it. It's fun. I mean, it's it's very interactive, and I like that. Um, oh, and good. so you have, yeah, you have your uh, your Kindle World's The Hunt is also um, up on your site, um, and uh, you want to talk about that. Um, that project? Sure. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really excited about the Kindle World stuff that I've been doing. Um, like you said, my short story is called The Hunt. Um, it's within the double site world. Um, and Kindle Worlds is basically an opportunity for writers to um, – it's, it's similar to fan fiction, but you can kind of make it your own, and you get to – write short stories and novellas and novels um, in a specific world that is part of the Kindle world's um, umbrella. And you get to write stories in, in your favorite worlds. And uh, I was very excited to do this project. It's um, the world is uh, double site, which was created by my dad. Um, his double site series is about shapeshifters, and it was the first book of his that I had ever read. Um, and that was probably about 10 years ago now, which is crazy. And I remember even then, um, he he always talked about making Double Sight, his, his series, his fantasy series, a something that all writers could get involved in. Um, he really wanted other writers to be able to write smaller stories within this fantasy shapeshifter world that he had created. Um, and he talked about it even 10 years ago. Um, and then fairly recently, Amazon uh, reached out to him about having Double Sight become one of their Kindle worlds um, and allow writers to write stories within his world. And so it just, it was a perfect a perfect platform for him to to really uh, let his double sight series be what he wanted it to be, um, even originally when he only had written one of the books. And um, so, of course, when he launched um, his Kindle Worlds platform on Amazon, um, I wrote a short story for it, um, and that is The Hunt. And... Um, it's really fun. I'm working on the next one um, now that my MFA is coming to a close. Um, I'm really excited to write more stories within this realm. Um, my stories are about uh, a handful of wolves, shapeshifters who turn into wolves. Um, and it takes place uh, just 
before uh, my father's books. Um, and it's really fun. It's a fun way to get involved in a series. Um, and like I said, be able to write within someone else's world, but then also kind of make it your own. And it's also a really great marketing um, tool as well. Uh, it's a great way to find other writers. Um, we were talking about Pam Binder, the president of the PNWA earlier, um, and she has a, a novella or two novellas um, in the Kindle worlds um, with my dad. And it's really fun. You can type in double site uh, series or, you know, Terry Persan on Amazon and my books come up, Pam's books come up. Um, so it's a really great way to find new readers and kind of market as a team of authors. Uh, so it, it has a lot of layers of enjoyment for me. I've ha been having a lot of fun with it. And it sounds really awesome. It's um, the, the blurb is Sasha, a young Wolf Clan member who has just shifted into wolf form for the first time, is finally ready to participate in a caribou hunt. Um, and then it goes on to that she might have uh, reacted too quickly because she got hungry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so it, it ends up jeopardizing the success of the hunt. Um, and I love that you did a prequel to your father's um, story. That is just incredible. I love that. Yeah, it's really fun. You know, it's nice to be able to kind of tie in all of these elements that, um, you know, I had read as a kid and that had kind of inspired my own writing as I was, um, you know, exploring my own writing very early on and finally be able to utilize it in my own fiction. Um, and I also am a big animal lover. I love watching like David Attenborough documentaries and that kind of thing. Um, so, you know, writing about shapeshifters feels very natural and very fun um, because I just, I kind of live in that realm anyway. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that, um, you, your mother um, has a uh, not-for-profit organization. Do you want to talk about that briefly? And then we're, we're yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure. Um, so, yeah, my mom just started a nonprofit. Um, she does uh, rehabilitation and um, a form of deep tissue massage and that kind of that kind of thing for um, retired horses. Um, or as we refer to them as uh, thrown away horses where, um, you know, they're at the end of their careers, they're ready to retire and uh, people just get rid of them because they they can't be ridden anymore or they can't perform whatever sport they were in anymore. Um, and my mom has been rescuing horses for quite a while and finally decided to um, be official about it. And um, so she started her nonprofit. It's called A Farm for Annie. Um, and the website is afarmforannie.org. Um, and they're also on Facebook and Twitter. And um, and it it's really, it started with um, her first rescue case. Um, her name was Annie, is Annie. Um, and she's a beautiful, beautiful show horse who uh, was unfortunately, she was neglected. Um, and ended up being rescued. And now my mom has a ton of rescue cases um, and decided to be official and 
Um, she really wants to do enrichment programs with the community and that kind of thing. Um, so it's really exciting. I'm very, I'm very proud of her, her drive to help, help horses. Um, so that's pretty cool. It is very cool. And it, it shows how loving your entire family is. I mean, it's just from all, all, uh, all levels of, um, giving and nurturing and um, just enrichment and and paying forward and all of the, those things that your entire family has um, in spades. Um, so speaking about one thing about your the creative nonfiction piece, I would love to have you back with your father to um, talk about the uh, that that piece that that you just finished. Yeah, that would be really fun. Um I I finished it a while ago. It's um it's a nonfiction that is um about my dad and about his childhood. Um and it's also about my childhood. Um and it's still definitely a work in progress. Uh but it was very fun to write about my dad and kind of formally interview him and that kind of thing. So yeah, we would love to talk more about that. Um, on a longer program, that would be really fun. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, it could be a, an hour-long program, and maybe you could even um, participate in interviewing your father. Sure. Wouldn't <laughs> that, that would be, be fun? fun? That would be awesome. <laughs> well, this has just been incredible for me because, for one, I consider you a friend, and but I also consider you one of the finest authors out there right now, one of the finest young oh, authors as well. And well, you are, and um, you have all the awards to prove that, and all the rankings on Amazon to prove that. So um, I just want to say thank you so much for being on my show. I know you're really busy, and I want to thank you for the time for coming on and saying hey, and talking about your your work. Oh, absolutely, anytime. And really, that means so much coming from you because you have your own awards and your own bestsellers. So it means a lot, and it's always fun to talk to you. It's great talking with you, too. You take care. Yeah, you too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. So, everyone, I was just speaking with Nicole J. Person, and, again, you can find her at Nicole J. Person, dot com, And you can find her on Amazon and Facebook and Twitter and Google Plus and all of the social sites. She's also very active with the Pacific Northwest Writers Association, and I believe that website is pnwa.org. And, um, and they are also on Facebook um, and Twitter, and if you are uh, interacting with the pnwa.org um, Facebook or Twitter sites, you're interacting with Nicole. So um, please look her books up. She is fabulous, uh, just an incredible author, um, and we're really looking forward to seeing more of her writing out there. I'm Susan Wingate, and, you know, we're at the end of the episode. So I want to say hey and shout out and say thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you again next week, next Tuesday. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.